the first thing, and I think this is just in general, not just about my work, um, just in terms of how I live my life in general, is that I, I do have this thing that I don't conform um, in terms of work and in terms of my personal life. Um, I do like to work in a way that, that stands out and, and, and not to say that I definitely don't like the spotlight, but I like for my work to speak for itself in, in terms of how, and especially in the sense how I engage with patients. Um, I think we are coming out of an old paradigm of, you know, doctors that, you know, one thing I loved about, you know, UCT and the way that we were taught medicine, um, we had this course that literally ran throughout the six years. It was called Becoming a Doctor. And it was literally, it was like a, a counseling session where we were being taught that actually it's not just about going in and saying, hey, you've got the flu and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. So for me, I like to engage um, not just people, but my patients. Let's, we engage each other as human beings. Um, you know, that, that thing of Ubuntu must, must constantly be there. So to be honest, and I think, I mean, my, my patients would tell you and my family would tell you that uh, I'm very caring, very kind, uh, gentle, um, patient, um, and I like I like having conversations, you know, with 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 my patients, and I like uh, one big thing that I, I love about I think just where I've grown up is that fortunately I am multilingual, so that also helps a lot. So I like engaging my patients in their languages because you find that sometimes you know when there's a huge language barrier, you you tend to miss things. So I think that's one thing that has helped me a lot over the years that. If you walk in and you're Venda, you know what? We're going to talk in Venda. You walk in and you're Kosa, we're going to engage. And you actually, people are a lot more comfortable. Uh, patients will open up to you more. But I also have that thing that I'll give you, I'll give you the time. Um, I think what brought me down here into the GP space, I mean, I've spent the last decade uh, as a casualty or an emergency medicine doctor. So obviously in that space, we don't really engage with patients uh, a lot. Obviously, they come in acute. It's literally like a one sentence. I fell and broke my leg. You don't really get a chance to then sit down and, you know, delve into other things. So I think I was naturally probably going to lead into the GP space as, you know, I got tired and I needed something a little bit more settled and a little, a little, a little more flexible. Um, especially in terms of family and just mental health and just, you know, being an all-round, you know, well-balanced being. So in this space, I get to sit down, you know, patients come in, and, you know, we, strange enough, once you do that, you, you pick up so many things, you know, somebody will come in and say, I have a cough, but by the time you've actually done a thorough, proper history, you'll actually end up picking up so many other things that, you know, even they're not aware of, and, you know, we learn so much from each other, so... Strangely enough, um, I always say, even with consultations, it's not just about a patient coming to, you know, engage with me and find out what's wrong. And then, you know, I give them an injection, I give them a script. You know, we all learn from each other on a daily basis. And that's something that I absolutely love about now being in this space. Okay, so three interesting things about me. All right, so number one, uh, I am a huge sci-fi buff. And yeah, people are always like, what? But yes, I'm a big sci-fi buff. I am a Trekkie. <laughs> so honestly, if I'm not at work, if I'm not playing with my kids, I'm literally in front. I'm on Netflix and I'm 
watching something sci-fi. Uh, so that's the one big thing about me. Uh, second thing, actually, the dancing thing. I'm actually quite a good dancer. Uh, the knees uh, are no longer allowing for me to do some of the things I could do before, but <laughs> love to dance. I absolutely love music, um, and I have a very broad, um, broad ear in terms of music. You literally, you'll find me. I'm listening to Britney Spears, then it's Jimmy Juju, and then, um, you know, I'm in my R and B. So love, love music a lot. Uh, that's pretty much yeah. Let's see, third third interesting thing about me. I guess I'd say you can't you can't pin me down. I'm so I'm so varied. So unless you once you get to know me, like literally half my family and friends think I'm an introvert. The other half think I'm an extrovert. I'm just one of those people. Once you get comfortable, or I'm comfortable with you, then you know, um, good to go, easy. You know, I, I sort of, I easily fit into into any space. You know, you can, I can chill with you in a tavern or, you know, we can be in the Michelangelo, you know, having high tea and, you know, we can move and go bungee jumping. So, yeah, uh, my interests are quite varied. Uh, but in general, people think I'm a very quiet, intimidating person, but actually I'm not. So I'm trying to shake that off. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much me. So yeah, I am Dr. Dinderani Muchekwane. Uh well just a little bit about that. Dinderani Ndimuvenda. Uh born and bred in Johannesburg, but yeah, her roots are in Limpopo. Um All Health SA was actually it's still a new it's still a new idea. Um it's pretty much about a year old. So as I said, I've spent the last 10 years uh, working in hospitals. Um, and I just got to a point where I, was, I realized that I was just very unhappy. You know, I'd wake up and I'd go to work and there was just a deep sense of dissatisfaction in terms of what I'm doing, even just working in hospital and working for other people. So I think that's where the idea was born. Um, it's initially, the plan was that, you know, like most doctors, it was... I'll go and I'll specialize, you know, become a specialist. You know, that's generally the big plan. But I also just felt um, that really, really wasn't the, the direction that, you know, my mind or or my spirit was going into. So then, you know, that this, this is where the idea was born. So I think uh, I was sitting with a... I actually went to a life coach um, because I, was, I think I was so... I was literally like I'm... I'm at a T-junction and I'm not sure which way we should go. So we did a couple of sessions and in the end, I think the one big thing was I'm tired of working for other people. That was pretty much a big thing. So obviously, you know, then you're going to go and start your own thing. Um, and then I think then the second thing was that fine, even if you are going to work for yourself, are you going to stay clinical or do you want to go into corporate, which is also another another avenue that we have as doctors. And for me, I was like, you know what, I really do still have that thing that I want to, I still want to see patients. I, I want to see patients. Um, so then, you know, I was like, yeah, open up a practice. So also All Health SA, so because obviously a lot of people know that when GPs open practices, it's usually doctor, you know, why is it, not, why, did, why did we, you know, sort of come up with a name and not just call it Dr. Mchekwane? Um, 
the reason why is that I have a lot of, so obviously there's the vision board um, that I came up with. Um, so for me, the GP practice is actually just the first step. Um, there's a lot that I want to do with this brand. Um, you know, there's, I'm, I'm actually, I think from next year, I'll be doing occupational medicine. So there's going to be that aspect. There'll be the travel medicine um, aspect. We also have a plan in terms of um, also building up a, a subset where we're doing pharmaceuticals and uh, equipment. So that's why we needed a name that ho hopefully within the next five to 10 years, there'll be the GP practice, the OP practice, the travel clinic, you know, the equipment. So there's a big, there's a big vision behind all health and this is just step one. So yeah, as I said, this is step one of all health essay. So this is the, the GP practice. So yeah, so it's general, it's general family, uh, pediatric, uh, dealing with the young, dealing with the old, just general fam family medicine. Uh, so a lot of people say, what is that? Um, you know, what's the difference between that and what, you know, specialists and everybody, everybody else does? So the GP is pretty much the, you know, you're the first step. We're the first step. Uh, we're doing what we call primary health care. So first step in terms of when something is wrong, this is the first door you walk into. And obviously I try and pick up what the issue is. Uh, with GPs, generally, because obviously we, 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 we treat everything, uh, whether you're coming in and you're pregnant or you've hurt your toe or your back hurts, you know, um, pretty much anything and everything. Um, it's what I loved about emergency medicine because I, I think I found I, I didn't quite fit into one aspect I, I, of, of medicine. Um, I, want, I like the idea that I can see 10 patients and all of them are 10 completely different things. I feel like um, I, it keeps my mind alive um, or it keeps, you know, the knowledge that I learned over the years alive. So, yeah, so general, family, children, um, big thing about primary health care, um, as you know, with the way the world is moving, what, with what, what uh, the WHO wants more from us and what the South African government has actually been trying to do, and even with this advent of NHI, um, Big, big thing about wellness and preventative uh, medicine. So I'm a big, big, big believer in that. I do say prevention is better than cure. So um, that is a big, that's, that's something that I push a lot with my patients. Even if you came here for a cough, once I'm done with your cough, then I, we're going to, have you done this, you know, with the ladies? Have you done your pap smear? Has your prostate? I love that part because we, you pick, we pick up so many things, you know, before, you know, before things get serious. Um, and as I said, the way, if you look at first world countries, you look at the UK, the way their health system works, um, because obviously at the moment, the way we are working, we are, our medicine is very active. People are already very sick, you know, sick and dying. And we're trying to, you know, we're trying to, to stop the tap from flowing where else, if we get to that point where we do something like NHI really well, where we open up, especially the, the primary health care, in a proper way, properly well-resourced, then we can actually get to a point where we've got less sick people, less dying people, and the health system isn't so overburdened as it is now because we, as I said, we're doing, we're doing reactive medicine more than, you know, uh, preventative or, you know, proactive just before, before people get to the worst-case scenarios, so... 
that's that's the big thing about then the GP practice. Um, so mental health is it's actually very strange because I'll tell you about the way that we learned about it. And I mean, it's not, I didn't go to med school 30 years ago. Um, so when we learned about um, just medicine in general, I think from day one, um, the approach was we're going to teach you guys about the human body because um, it's not just it's not just about the body. So they call it um, you always approach any diagnosis or any patient. There's the bio, there's the psycho, and there's the social. Okay, so it was called the biopsychosocial approach. And do you approach it with anything and everything? Whether somebody is coming in, as I said, with a block nose, whatever, that's the approach. So the big thing about that was obviously there's the bio, which is the body or the, or the human body or the physical part. There's the psycho, which is then the mental part. And then there's the social, which is very important in our communities that, you know, how is the community or the environment that somebody lives in, how does that affect their health? So mental health obviously has become a... a, a it's not new, but it's become almost like we're more aware of it. We, you know, one of the big things, one of the big diagnoses I actually give to patients here is, you know, somebody will come to you and they'll give you a myriad of just very weird, strange symptoms and things they're going through. And patients hate to hear this, I'll tell you this, you know. You'll go through everything and they really want you to come up with this amazing diagnosis and you'll tell them that, you know, you're stressed, you're under stress, you're fatigued, you're exhausted, and people don't understand that, okay, but now why, how, how is it that, but it's causing me a headache and it's giving me back pain and whatever. So people, um, people underestimate what the mind can do to the body. So it's always been a, something that it seems like a cliche or even a, a bit of a joke. When we say stress, stress can kill you, it literally can. You can literally be so stressed that you end up having a heart attack. You can be so stressed that you end up having a stroke, which is why mental health is becoming such a big thing. Um, and I think especially in the African community, I'll say, because we, we didn't grow up. I mean, we knew about it, but I mean, you'd see things about depression and bipolar, all these things on TV. And I mean, you would have family members and friends that you hear are you know, suffering from these things, but it's, it was always hush-hush. No one really wants to talk about it. No one really wants to explain it. Um, and one of the big moves um, that we're so happy with within the last few years is that on our side, it was always, you pick this up, you, you quickly send the patient to the psychiatrist or psychologist, you know, you don't deal with it. And we sort of were coming back because they're saying it's too much because it's a, it's a, it's a big problem. You can't just have those few psychiatrists or those few psychologists dealing with this. We all need to deal with this. So even as GPs, we now also deal with mental health. You know, we can diagnose, we can counsel, we can start therapy. And obviously, if we can see that, no, this is beyond me, you know, then we escalate. Um, in the past, it's something that we would all just push away quickly. We'd just say, okay, I think you're depressed, and then give you a letter, you know, go and see the psychiatrist. Well, else now we've got a bigger responsibility now um, to educate patients um, about, you know, and validate their feelings, because I think that's the big thing about mental health is that a lot of people know exactly what's going on, but they just don't have anybody to, to talk to. Um, they don't have anyone that will actually listen and validate what it is that they're going through. So as us as GPs, the big thing, and even in the emergency department, we, 
we're saying that no guys let's let's be better let's be better doctors in in, in terms of especially because we all try to shy away a bit from psychiatry you know because it's about talking and no one wants to talk too much um but definitely and it's funny because in the, in the ED we literally tell a patient go and see your GP if you want to talk go and see your GP go and see the psychiatrist so we say here if you're here to talk about that let's talk and let's find a plan and and you don't shush you know you don't shush them away you say i'm going to send you to this person but we're all going to work together as a team because mental health that's the other thing it has to be approached with we call it a, a multidisciplinary team um there's the gp there's the psychiatrist there's a psychologist and we all have our different uh parts to play there's the family also so sometimes you need to bring in a social worker because as i said if you go into what i call that biopsychosocial approach if you leave out what's going on at home because then you have to find out why is this person in this situation is it you know a, an actual chemical issue something that they were genetically predisposed to is it something going on at home something going on at school something going on at work so if you just talk about it and you don't deal with those then the person doesn't get better so it's really something that we we have to we have to get better you know we and we have to get better ourselves and 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 recognizing you know even with a lot of our patients and you see it quite easily i mean you'll have a patient who every week you know they're coming with something new coming with something new and if you actually don't just sit down with that person and say what's going on you know i'm i'm seeing you every week you know obviously we've looked at the physical part let's talk about you know what's going on in your life and you'll find that that's where all the mental health issues come out there's very few people in this world that don't have mental health issues you know even i as a doctor i'll tell you i have my own mental health issues somebody's got everybody's got something you just have to find you know the right space to be able to to open up and you know hopefully manage and deal with whatever it is um you know that you're going through so i think we i think i love what you've brought up because um one thing that we actually now are dealing with on a very serious note um as gps is obesity um and even those that do go to the gym so so, so people generally don't have a a good understanding about how to stay healthy because you'll have somebody who's going to the gym but they're not eating well you know um or you'll have somebody who's eating well and you know following an 100% diet you know there's no such thing but you know they say i'm eating all the right things but they're not exercising and they're not gymming um so for me a, a big thing my my first big thing that i i say to patients and i think you you've also just said it now it's 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 habit and it's discipline you can't and especially now we come out of winter everybody's saying oh no my, i'm getting ready for my summer body you know it's a once you make that decision it's for life so i i advocate lifestyle changes um i i hate the word diet actually i never i, I never tell someone you're going to go on a diet we say we're going to change the way you live because it's not just for now it's forever because if you say i'm going on a diet or i'm going to start gymming just for the next few weeks once you stop you know you go back you go back to to what to you know to the shape that you were in before so i advocate to people about change change your life change the way that you eat change the way that you you know in terms of eating drinking smoking all those things it's not just for now or for the summer body of 2023 it's for the rest of your life 
And another big thing is that if I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you, and especially with the adults, and I say, the changes that you're going to make now, you're going to go home and you're also going to teach this to whoever it is that you're living with. So you're not going to go home and buy broccoli just for yourself. You know? You're buying for the whole family. You're going to change the way your entire family, because they learn this from you. They actually learn the preventative care from you also, so that they don't also end up you know, at the doctor. If you can do this well and you can show everyone, not just your, your family and your friends, that actually, guys, you know, anything, let's, let's be moderate about the things that we're doing. Let's eat well. Let's exercise. And, you know, it's not just about going to the gym. Take a walk. You know, you do some aerobics. But it must be part of this is from you said you tell yourself from today up until the day I die twice a week, I'm going to go for a walk. You know, from now on, we, we're going to do portion control. From now on, you know, if we are drinking and things, we're going to do things in moderation. And we're going to choose things that um, are going to do less that damage. And, you know, we, the intake will also be less than, you know, what it is that you're doing now. So that's my big, big word in this room is we're going to make a lifestyle change. Yeah. It's, it, 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 has to, it has to be for life. You have to tell yourself it's not just... And I think that's the thing, and I'll talk about hypertensives, because a lot of them, you'll pick that up. And as I said, we it's not just about saying, okay, you've got high blood pressure, uh, here are the pills. No, because it's not just the pills that, are, that help the person get better. You have to talk about the diet. You know, you have to go on a, a low sodium. What, you know, there's an entire diet that they, they now need to adapt. You have to talk about exercising. They need to start conditioning their heart or their body to improve the blood pressure. You have to talk about if they're smoking. You have to talk about them reducing and finally quitting smoking. You have to include all those things. It can't just be, here are pills, drink one every day, and I'll see you in six months. If you do that, that person will never get better because they'll still be doing all the other things that might have caused the high blood pressure in the first place or things that can make it worse. So that's that's another big part. Uh, I guess it's it's the nice thing about being a GP and having the, the time and space to sit with patients because really, I think, and I mean, it also happens in government a lot because there just isn't time. There isn't, the resources aren't there. They've got this, but the line, you know, there's a difference between I've got two patients, I can spend an hour with a patient and we can literally sit and, and, and have that really, really amazing plan. Well, as if you go down the road to the clinic, you know, today is the day for hypertensives. You're going to find about a thousand people waiting outside and there's two sisters they don't, they don't have the time or the space or the agency to have those conversations with patients, which is where, as I say, which is why something like NHI is so important because then, to be honest, I'm a wasted resource. You know, They are overwhelmed uh, and I'm sitting here and I could, you know, we could all, all together spread, you know, spread out what it is that we need to do because as someone, as I said, I've worked in private for so long, it's... It really is unfair um, the, the way that you know patients in private, the care that they get, the care, the communication, the advice, versus what what is happening in public. Uh, the difference is just too great. Um, it really is a matter between life and death, you know, with with public and private, and we really need to close that gap. So, I think for me, as I said, preventative care, but. One of those few, I know there's not a lot of doctors in private that are, that are for NHI, but for me, I, I really am an advocate of it. And um, I'm really excited to see what, what will happen if, if they do get it right. Yeah.
so on social, uh, on my socials, yeah, which is something that we are going to improve. But yeah, I am essentially on all the social platforms. Um, so All Health Essay, we are on, well, we're on WhatsApp, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn. And yeah, the website is also loading soon. So yeah, we are, we are all there and we'll be hopefully you know, have the time and space to, to have these conversations or just put out some of this, especially preventative care content, um, onto all of those spaces. Well, okay, I think I can just, I think, I know you were asking about, I think, the services that we offer here. So, yeah, so obviously I just talked about general family medicine, um, big focus here also on women's health. Uh, women's health, when you talk about women's health, it's all women's health. So we do offer in terms of, you know, the pregnancy side, um, on my side, we do do pregnancy sonar and some antenatal care. Um, and, you know, as we're coming out of August, Women's Month, uh, a big, big thing that I'm also passionate about is, you know, pap smears and uh, preventing um, cervical cancer. Um, it's, a, it's a big, big um, issue in, in South Africa. Um, also doing breast exams and also teaching women how to uh, breast health, actually. So women's health is also something I'm pretty passionate about, and it's something that I do I do help patients with here. So with my background in the emergency department, um, I do do minor surgeries and procedures here. So yeah, if somebody has fallen and they've got a cut or an injury, I do we do suture, we do drain minor abscesses, um, so we do do those things. And then the last one, um, a big thing that is very popular, uh, I do do a bit of aesthetic help. So we do do IV uh, vitamin drips here. Um, there's a few that we offer. Um, so yeah, that is, a, that is a big, big service that is pretty much well liked around the area. So that is available here.